This is a HeadGum Podcast. Looking for a new high-end mascara without breaking the bank? The new L'Oreal Paris Panorama Mascara gives you a high-end lash look in a premium gold luxe packaging. It's all about panoramic volume and fully fanned out lashes. With its tapered brush, the new Panorama Mascara catches every single lash, giving you the false lash look without any of the hassle. Say goodbye to clumps and flakes, because this mascara is specially formulated to resist them all day with up to 24-hour wear. And the best part? It performs better than Luxe mascaras at only a fraction of the cost. You can buy Panorama Mascara on Amazon today. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Cheryl, here we are again. Whew, here we are again. Finding ourselves discussing a documentary. <laughs> yes, we do. Mm-hmm. And, and other things. And other things. No, we, we stay completely on track. <laughs> When you say let's get into it, I mean, we like right after this intro, we get right into the heart of this. man, we just dive in. With so much information, so much information about the documentary that people are going to be overloaded, like, whoa, 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 slow down, (laughs) slow down. It's hard to follow. Yeah. But I do think we should just get right into it. All right. But before we get into it, yes, it's very important that I remind people that I'm going on tour, tignotaro.com for the Hello Again tour starting in Pittsburgh, January 11th, my brother's birthday. Very sweet. Yeah. Go to tignotaro.com. I will see you on the road. And Cheryl, I have a lot of Florida dates. Do you? Tell your Florida people to come on out. Yeah. My Florida people would love to come see you in person. Please tell me and I'll Where get Where are you going to be in Florida? Do you know? Fort Myers, Fort Lauderdale, Ooh, Orlando. Oh, that's my hood. I know. And I should probably have you come open for me. I would love to do my set. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to start writing my set right now. You could just sit on a chair and stare at the audience. For 15 minutes. And they'd just be like, I, I've done my time. Thank you. That would be Thank so you. fun. Or you could just take questions. I would love to take questions. Really? Yeah. Are you kidding me? For 15 minutes every night. For four nights in Florida. I would be thrilled to do that. <laughs> I'm back on tour with Cheryl Hines taking questions for 15 minutes. <laughs> I would be so happy to do that. Okay. I would be so happy to do that. All right. Let's. right. I'm going to look at the dates. Will I still be shooting flight attendant? I we'll don't see. know your work schedule. <laughs> <laughs> okay, ladies and jerks, welcome to Tiger King 2, episodes 3 through 5. It all started when Tig and Cheryl met in the mid-2000s. Hey, nice to meet you, Tig. I'm Cheryl Hines. Hi, Cheryl. I'm Tig Notaro. Should we do a podcast about documentaries? Yes. A podcast about documentaries. Is this microphone on? Five furious frogs fiddling faintly. 
furious frogs fiddling faintly. Five furious frogs fiddling faintly. I am the first ever podcast, and Tick and Cheryl are following in the sound of my footsteps. Let's get started. I'm so ready. Tig and Cheryl. True story. Yellow Tig. Yellow Cheryl. Uh, how are you? You got your hair cut. That's nice. I got my hair cut. I, I was just filming a movie and they cut my hair mm. for the movie. And um, in this movie with Reese Witherspoon yes. and Ashton Kutcher. Do, 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 do. I placed a little tiny Easter egg for our listeners. <gasps> Can you tell us what it is? Or that's, that's the whole, the whole idea, idea of an Easter egg it, is yeah. you don't tell. Yeah, so you don't tell people. <laughs> well, you tell me off air. Yeah, I'll tell you right now and then and then hopefully Thomas will bleep it out. Then there's we'll... there's this part where I uh I'm I'm supposed to walk up and like scoop my arm into Reese's arm as we walk down the sidewalk and I'm supposed to say Fafa and I say yeah. uh Fafa <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna be nice for our listeners. It'll be nothing to viewers no, but no. our listeners It'll be everything. Will be- They'll be it'll, like, oh, be a that's lot. a shout out from Tig. Uh, that's so nice. Well, and the only thing better is if I would have said, hey, Snurkball, hey. <laughs> hey <laughs> and not explained it to hey, the director. Or anyway. <laughs> uh, I do love how our listeners are really latching on to Snurkball. I think it works, don't you? Yeah, it's nice. I think it's really, it's, nice. it's so specific to the show. <laughs> It is a secret language that only if you listen to this show could you possibly know what that means. Yeah. I really <laughs> would love to pass somebody that had a t-shirt that said, proud to be a snurkball. <laughs> that reminds me of, have you ever heard of a, a secret group called um, Turtles? Mm. And if you say, are you a turtle? The other person says, you bet your sweet ass I am. But that's all I know about them. Are <laughs> What kind of group? I don't know. Are you a turtle? You bet your sweet ass I am. I <laughs> yeah. mean, could, is it something where we could Google it, but <laughs> there's, there's no, no way, to, way know. to know? <laughs> there is no way to know. Oh, Thomas can look while we're talking. Wow. Way to really crack the whip on Thomas. He, I can see. Oh, oh, let's see. Honorable order of turtles. <laughs> What do they do? See, there okay, is an well, honorable order. Honor, of honorable or, order of snurkbulls. That's another. <laughs> that's and a then mug. You say, are you a are you a snurkbull? You bet your sweet ass I am. <laughs> <laughs> and then if they don't say that back to you, then they are not a snurkbull, and they have no idea what you're talking about. Oh my but gosh! Yeah, are you a snurkbull? You bet your sweet ass I am. Oh my gosh, we could do that when we yeah. one day do live shows. We could yes. have at the door somebody asking, "Are you, you know, whispering what? into each person's ear, <laughs> are you a snurkball?" And they'd have to whisper, "You bet your sweet ass I am." <laughs> Just to get in. <laughs> Just to get in. They also have to pay the actual ticket price. But they also have to know the the saying. The and we secret. should come up with a, a handshake, too. Oh, I would love a snurkball handshake. Yeah. Somebody out there. 
or many people listening, please come up with what you think would be a good top secret snorkable handshake <laughs> and send in a video, tag us, and we will decide yeah. maybe on our next Which- streaming event. We can show. Oh, that would be we nice. We can show the um, snorkel handshake, <laughs> and <laughs> and then once we get all of this in order, then we're gonna have to build a tree fort, um, because <laughs> you're gonna have to get to- everybody up to the tree fort. They have to know the secret, the secret word, and the secret handshake. That's right. Oh, Tig, we've got to listen. We've got Do to. We get have into a lot this. of stuff to get into. <laughs> Tig, you have no idea how much stuff we have to cover. Well, you haven't told me how you are. Oh, I'm, you know what? I don't want to tell you because it involves my bunion. It involves your bunion? I think it does. So I feel sorry for the listeners. Well, Cheryl, you know, since you first brought up your disgusting bunion, (laughs) you know what I just realized is... Hmm. In the springtime, you should refer to it as your Easter bunion. <laughs> you guys are going to, you know what? I'm going to be getting the last laugh when I get it removed. But let me I'm tell you shooting. what I've learned about bunions. And maybe oh, the whole no. world knows about this. But since you okay. first brought up this disgusting part of your body, <laughs> um, I have gotten very interested in foot and toe health. Oh. And do you know that I maybe don't have bunions, me. but do you know bunions why they appear Mm, no because we are trying to stick our feet into shoes that squeeze our toes together and when you do Mm. that it pushes the (sighs) bone out and so that makes sense there is a type of shoe that i have ordered which has and i know that you're probably wearing fashion i i don't if you say that there's like a little compartment for each toe i'm gonna throw up no there's not a compartment oh i'm sorry um delicious (laughs) bunion woman (laughs) i'm i'm telling you that whether it's like a high heel shoe that's very pointed or even a typical yes typically rounded shoe it's still not big enough yes for the size of a foot and so your the toe is to spread out right and that is yeah. toe health is that like you can move all of your toes kind of like fingers there are these shoes that allow just a little bit more space up where your toes are and mm. and it's not like clown shoes or anything but it's just a particular these different brands that are coming out that allow more space so that your toes aren't don't start curling under or bunions yeah. don't start popping out. Mm-hmm. It's not just a normal mm-hmm. natural part of feet. They they start getting all gross and weird like your feet. Right. Not everybody gets them. Not oh. everyone has gross <laughs> well, weird feet like you. Well, I you know, I was shooting uh uh, braggadocious alert braggadocious <laughs> alert <laughs> i was shooting a flight attendant and mm-hmm. i am not kidding when i say i was wearing probably five inch high heels for 12 hours and you're a flight attendant no i can't tell you what i am okay but can i just bring up my frustration with flight attendants who say that they are there not just to be helpful. I don't know what the saying is, but you know, it's not just okay. to like serve you food. It's there. They're there right. for your safety. Yes. Okay. So the plane's going down. Yes. And they're going to run around in high heel shoes. It should be mandatory that they not wear shoes like wear that. Wear flats. Because also that slide 
I mean, yeah. I mean, I think they tell you to take your shoes off, right? Before you but go you down could the puncture the slide. But also, you're running yes. down the aisle trying to like do some sort of emergency, yes. something or other. Get because you know the plane's not stable when he's. I know. Okay, done. Foot and toe health. Stephanie rolls her <laughs> eyes as soon as feet come up these days. She's like, "Oh boy, here well, we go. Here we go. Foot and toe health." Well, by the way, our listeners did not ask for this. Well, nobody asked for we this. Give them podcast. more than they asked for. No, we not a single them. person was demanding that we make this podcast. Nobody was waiting for this to come out. No, and yet we show up every week, and we give them what they don't want. That's right, every week, every week. Okay, snurkbulls unite. Snurkbulls, and back to the flight attendant. Have you dropped my name to Kaylee yet? I keep forgetting. Oh. Oh, although mm-hmm. what? Um, I what? I did get an email from Kathy and Jimmy. Okay, and she listened to the podcast. Name drop. <laughs> That's a new one. That's a Name new one. You drop. just throw your head back and yell it in my office chair. Name drop. Okay. She said, first of all, she Who said did? she laughed so much. Who? Kathy and Jimmy. Name drop. Uh, Okay. Okay. She said she laughed so much and she was very pleased at how much we talked about her. <laughs> and she also said that you do not have it correct at parties. She said that you chase her around. Oh, she is out of her <laughs> mind. She says she's she says out that of you her mind. Chase her around. I do not chase her around. <laughs> Think of her personality. And think of mine. And picture me walking into a party. You think I'm going to go start chasing Kathy and Jimmy around a party? She started chasing me around and she was like, do you know who I am? Do you know who I am? You don't know who I am, do you? You don't know who I am. She was saying that because I was probably looking at her completely with dead eyes because I probably didn't know who she was the first time she started chasing me around a party. That's not how she sees it. Well, she's out of her mind. And I hope she's listening. <laughs> Kathy Najimi, name drop. You are out of your mind. Okay, we have a okay. lot to get into. And we haven't even started. Gee, I hope all of this gets cut. Um, today we're talking about Tiger King 2. It's the second season of the Netflix docuseries Sensation, directed by my friend Eric Good and Rebecca Chaiklin. Uh, Tiger King 2 picks up where the first season left off, including the stories of Carol Baskin and Joe Exotic. Tiger King 2 was released on November 17th, 2021, and is available to watch on Netflix. Woo! There's a lot that happens. Cheryl. Yeah. I was, I was very, very, I was looking at the screen with disgust. Yeah. I mean, there were some really despicable people, really. Very people and really brutal moments and i have to say oh my cheryl what is going on with well the light switch for my office is outside of my office and apparently somebody just turned my lights out oh my god cheryl's screen is completely black okay stand by everybody stand by oh god and it's not one thing it's another ouch no it's always roughly the same thing Hi, listeners. I am so sorry about just everything, really. 
I mean, you, you don't deserve this. You pay exactly zero dollars for this podcast and you get your money's worth. And I am so, so terribly sorry about that. But Cheryl okay. has turned her light back on and she has rejoined the uh, podcast now. So again, my apologies to everyone and we'll return to Cheryl. We'll settle it down. So, um, oh, we have to take a break. Oh my gosh. We- this is, this, I think we just set a record. This is a record. We are due on to, our first break. Due to toe and foot health. <laughs> And Kathy and oh Jimmy. Gosh. Oh my gosh. And we and there's so much to cover in this. I know, girlfriend. Okay. Uh let's give our listeners a break and we'll be right back. Oh, they need it. This episode is brought to you by Philo. Do you love TV? Do you love saving money? Then Philo is your solution. Philo has shows, movies, and live TV for just $25 a month. You can even try it for free with their seven-day free trial. No contracts, no commitments, no hassles, just a better way to watch TV. Never miss a minute of shows like the hit docuseries Where is Wendy Williams or classics such as Friends. If you can't get enough TV, then there's no better way to watch. Philo has more than 70 channels like BET, MTV, and AMC. And the best part? You can try it yourself with their seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash poppods. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash P-O-P-P-O-D-S to get 50% off your first month. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. And we are back. Okay, so we're we're doing episodes three to five. Mm-hmm. So we already did one and two. Um, yes, there were a lot of despicable characters. I would say most. <laughs> would you say most? Oh my gosh, most. But there were new characters where I just couldn't even believe. It's. I, I have to say, the good thing about this Tiger King documentary, docuseries, all of it is that and Stephanie and I were talking about this this morning after we dropped our kids off at school, how we had no idea that people had these homemade zoos. You know, we didn't know about your Florida people. How dare you? I just, I didn't know that this was going on. And I'm so glad that I do know. What I hate is that it's made me aware of these people. Yeah. And honestly, and I was going to say this at the end, and we'll probably circle back to it at the end, but but when you step back and look at what these docuseries have done, mm-hmm. it is extraordinary because these filmmakers, Eric and Rebecca, I mean, they shined such a light on these people that have 
exotic pets mm-hmm. in cages. I mean, huge tigers it's in just so a sad. cage. It, it is so sad. But what these filmmakers have done mm-hmm. is extraordinary. Yeah. But yes, when you're watching it, you just are thinking, oh my gosh, it's hard to watch because even from the first season of Tiger King, these characters, people liked these people, fell in love with them. That's they, what's so like crazy is how i know yes people are becoming aware of this abuse and this horrendous element but then the other side is like they're like loved celebrities that are animal abusers well i know and i think it's it's hard to separate the two and i think when you watch something on television you're just so used to yeah things sort of being fake on tv so Mm -hmm. it's like there's a a fun to it because these characters are so these people are so such characters exaggerated yeah that you're like whoa this is a real guy you know Joe Exotic with the crazy hairdo and the all of it you know and then Carol Baskins who by the way is <laughs> she's interesting as well and I do appreciate the element of involvement of the animal rights activists. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I loved that that was part of the story. And yes, because these animal activists have been working for years and years Mm -hmm. and it's probably hard to get traction Mm -hmm. without a giant spotlight Mm -hmm. on the situation. And can I just say the most obvious thing in the world? Yes. Tigers are such beautiful animals. They're so beautiful. They're so beautiful. That's also, I mean, that's what's amazing about the docu-series too is all the shots of these beautiful, mm-hmm. beautiful animals. Gorgeous. And you just, its they're amazing. They're probably the most beautiful animal out there, I would, I would think. More than long-haired wiener dogs? <laughs> Those are my favorites. I mean, the, are they lemurs with the little ringtails? They're cute, but the but tigers are majestic. Mm. Okay, listen, let's talk about Carol Baskin. I love a for squirrel a too. Mm, they're pretty um, wiry. Yeah. Okay, so Carol, oh gosh, we're not going to catch everybody up on all this. You either care and you've watched it, or you we don't have care to cut some listen. people loose at this point if, if they don't. <laughs> You, you don't know, know if you don't, if you don't know, know who yeah. Joe Exotic and Carol Baskin are, then, then just keep clown. vacuuming. <laughs> yeah. You don't need to wor- listen too closely. Yeah, we can't spend our valuable time. <laughs> <laughs> We're already twenty minutes in <laughs> talking and about. We haven't talked about one thing. <laughs> so Carol Baskin, okay, she and Joe Exotic have had a feud for years and years and years. Carol says that Joe is abusive to his tigers, yet she seems like she's trying, but her tigers are in cages too, aren't they? Yes, they are. I don't know. I mean, I'm not here to judge. They're not supposed to be in cages. No, they're not. But the difference is, and correct me if I'm wrong. Oh, I will. Carol rescues Mm -hmm. tigers that have already been. Whereas he's breeding them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He's breeding them and Jeff. Oh, that guy. Yeah. Okay, well, let's just, we'll breeze by Carol. Some people think that Carol had something to do with her ex-husband's disappearance slash 
death. I mean, we don't know for sure that he died. We just know that he disappeared and there were weird elements to it. He was a shady dude. I never use the word dude, but I just did. Isn't that weird when that happens? I know. Why would I say it now? I, this is not a good time to start saying dude. Mm-mm. No, not at your age. <laughs> so what's interesting is Carol had kept a diary for years and years, and then she would read it. And uh, here's a little, you want to hear Carol read from her, her diary mm-hmm. vlog? Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. Okay. I haven't written much in a while because things have been going smoothly for a change. Last Thursday, he started complaining more than usual about his diarrhea. (laughs) Saturday, he felt good enough to go yard sailing and brought home assorted junk for his impending export to Costa Rica. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, Tig, if you're writing in your diary and I talk to you and I'm like... Or if you're writing in your diarrhea. Diarrhea. And I talk to you and I say, hey, uh, just so you know, I have the stomach flu and I have diarrhea. You don't need to vlog about it. Did you, <laughs> you don't say need vlog? to write it. Yeah, it's a mm-hmm. vlog. Mm-hmm. You don't need to write it down and then record yourself mm-hmm. reading it for people to see. Well, you do your thing. I'll do mine, Cheryl. <laughs> Sounds like it's Carol just, and I are like- on the same page. With diarrhea announcements. (laughs) It seemed like such an odd... I mean, this is a grown lady. You know what I mean? Even if you were 14, it would be weird. My boyfriend has diarrhea. Oh my God, I'm trying to imagine myself being like, Stephanie has been complaining more (laughs) about her diarrhea, more than usual. I know. It it was weird that it's like an ongoing, it's like maybe don't vlog about it and see a doctor. You Mm -hmm. know, that's, this is a serious condition. Yeah. If it's ongoing. People can die of diarrhea. You have to stay hydrated. It's not called liveria. (laughs) Oh no. Did you just make that up? Sure. What do you think? It took me years to come up with that. (laughs) I hope it did. It's not called liveria. (laughs) Um, <laughs> did you just make that up? Because I wrote a very similar joke. No, I, I just wrote it. Okay, I say we move on from Carol Baskin because we know her story. That's it. We think that she, it looks like she may have forged Don's will. So that's an ongoing investigation. Yeah. So back in the day, mm. Carol had sued Joe and won a million dollars. And so she was going to get money from him. So Joe started trying to get rid of all of its assets. And in doing so, he gave his zoo to Jeff Lowe. And Jeff Lowe. Mm. I mean, good last name. Okay. Can't get any lower. You don't need to spell it out. You just, <laughs> in comedy. I wanted just... to make sure people. Well, you kind of to make sure. If, if they're still hanging on and they don't know t- what Tiger King backstory is and then they can't get the low reference. Yeah. You gotta move on. You gotta move on. You gotta, what, how's that go? You gotta, you gotta move, move on. on. <laughs> it just goes like What that. else is in that song? Cheryl, we don't have time. We don't have time. Okay. Then then we find out, allegedly, uh-huh. right, right, this guy, Alan Glover. Yeah. 
says that originally the idea was that Joe Exotic gave Alan Glover $3,000 to kill Mm -hmm. Carol. Mm -hmm. But as we move on, we find out this Jeff Lowe is such a despicable... Look, we're not here to make friends. Go on, say it. (laughs) He's a Jeff Lowe life. This is so sad. I mean, I hate to even say it, but it's part of the story, so I'll say it just so we can paint the picture. It's not just our opinion saying, oh, we don't like the way he looks. No, it's factual. He teamed up with this guy, Tim Stark, and they were moving all of these exotic animals. Tim Stark raving mad. Yes, the trailer, the AC in the trailer broke. Mm Mm-hmm. And he stopped, and I think he spent the night somewhere, and he kept going. and Apparently went and had a booty call somewhere. Mm. I don't say booty call, just so you know. That's not a reference that I make. You know what else you don't say? Hmm. Pet peeve. That's pet right. Peeve. Don't stop saying that. It's my pet peeve. I don't even know how to use booty call. He did a booty call. He made a booty call. Oh, it's a verb. It's. I don't even know what a verb is. He ha- Oh, wait, I guess it's a... <laughs> I am not educated. No, it's a noun. He had a booty call. He had a booty call? Yeah. Can't believe how smart you are. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I think Thomas just did a spit take. Thomas is highly educated. That's why he he did a spit take. The point is, Mm -hmm. by the time this guy Mm -hmm. got to the new zoo, Mm -hmm. the animals had died. Yeah. And it was what, like 30 tigers? It was a lot of animals and it's so nauseating. I mean, it's like, how do you even stop and get upset with him for not checking on the animals? Because you have to back up and go, what are you doing putting tigers in a trailer? And what are you doing holding these animals captive? And, and what, are, little, what are you doing? Cages. Right. We have to take another break. When we come back, Tig won't be so mad. No, I'm I will be. I will be. It's so despicable. We will be right back. Unfortunately, we will be right back. <laughs> CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, we're back. We are back. Unfortunately, we have returned. The good news is now PETA has a spy in Tim's zoo. And, I mean, sadly, he had his tigers declawed. Mm -hmm. And um, PETA sues him. Mm -hmm. Thank you, PETA. Good for PETA. 
God dang it. I just want to say something. Yeah. PETA can sometimes get a bad rap because they're so so abrasive and they show really right. outrageous and they and show disturbing in your images right. and and like they're so whatever it is that people feel and i have to say i probably was one of those people when i was like 20 years old and i'd be walking along the sidewalk and i'd be like why are you showing me a bloody animal right because you need to be woken Aware. up you need to come to your yeah. senses and realize that there is so much animal abuse going on. Yes. Okay. Oof. I hear you. By the way, this guy, Tim, is so hideous. He's so... Right when you think you meet a character out of all of these characters... And they're not characters. Right. They're real people, right? As soon as right. you feel like I've met the worst possible person, then Tim comes along. Then Tim comes along and you're just like, this can't be a real person. And he's like cursing at the judge. He's cursing at the news lawyers, reporter. at the news the reporter. Way he spoke to oh that my woman. Gosh, I know. And so it was a little bit. Um, you felt a little bit. I don't want to say joy because that's. But but you felt good that all of his animals were confiscated. Mm -hmm. I mean, the military had to come, and we can't even say his animals. They're not his. Those were prisoners. And then he had to go on on the run. Because there was a warrant out for his arrest. And this guy, and then he, what did he post something or sent a video to somebody with, looked like he had a hand grenade, but then we found out it was a toy. Oh, God, that guy. Okay, so I'm just going to, listen, mm -hmm. if you haven't watched this yet and you, you're worried that I'm going to spill some beans, I am. So this is it. So, and of course, let, let us, Aiden and Brandy. Well, no, stop your... no, just so you, no. just so we can <laughs> just uh, remind people that Cheryl decides when the beans get spilled. That's right. Well, because you would like to do it. Like, I don't want to fight step. about this. <laughs> okay, so here's what happens. Mm -hmm. So Alan, who said that he got $3,000 to kill Carol Baskin, now says he submits an affidavit that Jeff and him had a plan to decapitate Joe. They strung a piece of barbed wire from tree to tree, hoping he would drive a four-wheeler through it. It's the same murder plot as with Carol Baskin. And then they go out and they find the barbed wire. I mean, you have to really crunch some numbers here you have to measure a person's torso up to their neck right you have to know exactly it seems like it would yeah where the neck is going to be and then you're on a a four-wheeler and so you're probably yeah. going to be bouncing on the dirt yeah you know i mean i'm not saying they couldn't do it right not the best well, plan. You know, I wouldn't, uh -huh. uh, Cheryl. If I was me and you, to... I would uh -huh. say these guys are not the brightest. <laughs> it seemed like a foolproof plan. <laughs> she was going to be riding her bicycle. Once again, I don't know that much about physics, but if you're riding a bicycle and you run into barbed wire, is that going to decapitate you? Well, I mean, she'd have to be hauling ass. <laughs> and by the way, all the video that we've seen of Carol on her bicycle. <laughs> yeah, I feel like if this Carol was This is like a cruiser riding, where she's like, doo -doo -doo, Yeah, doo -doo and she'd hit it and she'd go, oh! <laughs> I feel like that's the worst. Like she would have a, like a red line across her neck. 
and she'd have a story to tell people about. And she'd probably vlog yes. about it. And <laughs> she would vlog she about. Like, I was, you know, I riding was very on slowly my cruiser on my in my cruiser. cat print, and that is when my neck ran into a barbed wire. That was not supposed to be there. It wasn't supposed to be there, and it gave me diarrhea. <laughs> Yes, I think she would uh, definitely uh, live to tell the tale. Oh! oh. <laughs> That's I mean, all that I would have happened. It's not really for us to say, but do you think that Carol Basket killed her husband? We discussed it last episode, and when I even came around that discussion, where I was like, we don't know what's going on. You were like, oh, you don't think she fed him to the tiger? I don't know the what these people are doing. <laughs> I mean, the more episodes is. and seasons I see, I'm like, anything is possible. Anything is possible. You're trying to decapitate people? When I am watching this, and then I'm sitting there thinking about my day-to-day. -day. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, I got to go pick up snacks. Yeah. Uh, I, I go on I a walk. Stretch. I record a podcast. <laughs> I have my meetings. I brush my kids' teeth. Make their lunch. Right. Stephanie and I have our work that we do together. Never during the day am I like, okay, we need to decapitate. <laughs> There's nobody we, in our lives that we need in to In our little circle where no. that would come. No. That conversation would come up. In fact, if you are listening and you thought I was planning on decapitating you, you're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. You got the wrong idea. You got, got the, the wrong idea. idea. About our friendship. <laughs> so what they're basically saying is, it appears mm -hmm. that Jeff was trying to kill Carol and Joe. Mm -hmm. And now Joe is awaiting resentencing as John appeals his case. And he and his husband split. He and his husband split. And now he, Dylan has a new boyfriend and Joe found out through TMZ. Joe launches a Bachelor King contest to find love while in jail, and it was successful. How on earth? Who are these? Who are these hot <laughs> young men? <laughs> We're just like that are yeah, throwing like their beautiful faces and bodies into this <laughs> pile of heaping trash. If you are getting involved with any of these people, somebody is plotting to decapitate you. Yes, that's true. Maybe you this guy's be... a model and he's like, oh, I'll date him and I can get on one get of those movies famous. and I'll become yeah. famous. What one of, the, one of what movies? One of these movies that we're re reviewing. Uh, oh, Cheryl. oh, this one. I was like, what is there like a... Uh, by the way, I mean, we talked about Carol Baskin being on Dancing with the Stars, right? I mean, these people do become celebrities? Yeah. Okay. Carol and Howard continue to fight for the passage of the Big Cat Public Safety Act, which seems like a good thing. Mm -hmm. Like you can't breed these tigers. Yeah. And, you know, that's good. We we don't need to breed them in captivity. No, or breed them in the wild. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they can do it themselves. These people just need to go away. Yeah, they're not like out to help these no, cats. No, no. No matter what they name their business or... Yes, it's not. None of it's... They're not... Mm-mm. Ugh. 
It is really hard to watch. This is really hard to watch. And Don Lewis's disappearance remains a mystery. And over 100 tigers. I mean, when you're watching this to the very end and then you get to the very end, you kind of think it's over. And then they show you something else, which is great. Really great. I was like... Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for this ending that I needed so desperately. And, you know, I hate to overuse this very popular saying of leaning in, but I'm glad they leaned into that element of the positive of it because it is so I know. Dark and so hard. And it is it's hard. That that just grow Tim guy was holding those two little cubs. Oh God. And threw them at dropped them as entertainment. Like the, they were Ugh. clearly upset, confused little baby cubs. It's beyond, it's beyond sad. So, so at the end, they show you this and they tell you over a hundred tigers, once in Joe, Tim and Jeff's zoos have been relocated to a sanctuary in Colorado. And it's so, it's sweet because one of the, the guys that's running it said, you know, for some of these tigers is the first time they've ever oh my God. run. They've never had a chance to run in their life. They've just been stuck in these cages. And to see these beautiful, large creatures, creatures beautiful. stepping cautiously out of a cage. I know. It was so sad and heartwarming. And you just are like, run. Go I run know. around, little baby. I know. It's- so that... That felt good to see. It felt incredible to see. And it felt incredible to know that... That these zoos have been shut down and that now we all are aware, right? Mm -hmm. Nobody's stopping at a roadside Mm -hmm. zoo Mm -hmm. and thinking it's cute. It's not cute. It's not okay. It's, It's animal abuse. Which, like I said at the beginning, I mean, I really think that what Eric has done here is it's really big. Mm-hmm. It's not just this documentary of these crazy people doing mm-hmm. ridiculous things. No. It's bigger. It's bigger. So just to know that those zoos have been shut down, that they're now looking at people who have exotic pets, they just really made a huge contribution mm-hmm. to animal rights. Mm-hmm. And and it doesn't. Sometimes it doesn't feel like it when you're watching it. Because you feel like, who who's shooting this? How can they be okay shooting this when this is happening? But it was for the bigger picture. Yeah. And there's certainly the element of trying to add in, like it or not, the entertainment of the buffoonery and character element. Well, because like you were saying, if it's just uh, somebody showing you how animals are being mistreated... I don't know that somebody's going to watch, you know, You're probably six not going to get episode. 100 million viewers like no. this has probably gotten. No. So it's pretty amazing that they found these people, mm-hmm. that they knew that the audience would pay attention because these characters are so outrageous and, and interesting. Mm-hmm. Then slowly, slowly, slowly. It's like the frog in the boiling water. Well, that's you not, know? that's mean to animals as well. <laughs> you know that you know that saying like you put a frog in a a pot of boiling water and he jumps out but if you put him in warm water and keep turning up the heat he'll boil so see we all boiled because we got in when it was just these characters being crazy and outrageous and then by the end you're seeing wow this is a 
a world of abuse that's been happening and mm-hmm. now we know. So now it's all just, we're not sure what's going to happen with Joe. Probably not anything great. But maybe he didn't. It's hard to know who who I'm paid saying... whom to kill who. Yeah. We don't have to figure it out now. There's no way to know. <laughs> There's, no There's way truly to know. no way to know. I mean, and at the very, very end, Joe does say that he's Changed. remorseful. Yes. And he feels badly. And that it took him being caged up in jail to, to understand, understand that, that you, a tiger that doesn't do like that. to be caged. I mean, do you think he's changed or do you think he's like, just get me out of here? <laughs> I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's a lot of, I will say whatever yes. you want me to say. Mm-hmm. But it is funny to watch. We're not sure why. He only shows from his nose up. Yeah, it's like, how are you getting all these guys in jail when it's just your nose to your bowl haircut? (laughs) And it's like dark. I'm assuming that's how he's FaceTiming. Do you get a cell phone in? I don't know how that works. I don't think so. Right? How is he meeting? How is he on? That's a good question. Thank you. Listen, if you know, if you know about how somebody could date in jail, let us know. Not asking for a friend. <laughs> um, woo. All right. Well, Tig, mm-hmm. I think we're we're ready to wind it. Yeah, let's wind it, girl. Are you ready for final thoughts? Oh, yeah. Okay. It's time for Happily Ever After Thoughts, where we give our final thoughts on this week's documentary. Did you cry? No. Did I almost pass out and throw I up? No, I know. I did have to cover my eyes mm-hmm. sometimes. It was so disturbing. This is a real tough one. I mean, we've had tough ones before, but. I would say it's not that tough for me. Who were you attracted to? I don't remember her name, but I would say the um, PETA attorney lady. Oh, yeah. Okay. Only because she's on the right side of things. Right. Well, now I'm embarrassed to say mine. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. Let's hear it. Tim. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. oh the attorney? Yeah, the attorney. Mm-hmm. The Florida attorney. He, you know, he's like. Okay. He's, so You know, he's cute. You know, if you if you had to, yeah. <laughs> I hope you're listening because that's such a compliment. <laughs> if you had to, John, which Phillips, you'll never have listening. to. <laughs> it's never going to be a law that you have to make out with somebody right before you die in an elevator. Is that what it is? Yeah, there is an elevator involved. I'm still not fully. Sure, what the scenario is that's making us ask who you're attracted to in the movie? (laughs) I'm not sure how it started, but you know, it's just that if the world is ending and you look around and you go, Okay, I should make out with one of these people right before I die, who is it? And so you would make out with a stranger before you would actually emotionally connect or you know, want to process the world ending. You would well, just this would be your last kiss. Drop your last your kiss. <laughs> I guess I'm just a romantic that way. 
<laughs> See, I feel like I would be, oh my gosh, the world is ending in five minutes. I'd like to talk to somebody about this. Well, what's there to talk about? There's nothing left to say. It's like, right, don't worry about why it. Why are you so turned on? <laughs> no. <laughs> you know, because it's a physical act and there's nothing but left to say. But why not just hold each other? Okay. You can. <laughs> you want to ram your tongue okay. down someone's throat in the last five minutes. <laughs> okay. Well, just to see, you know, just a sensation, one last sensation. And everyone, I guess, in the world is stuck in an elevator when the world is ending? <laughs> yes. Yes, that's part of it. What if you and I are in an elevator when the world is ending? I would be like, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> I know it's coming. <laughs> oh, no. No, you know what my fear is, is that I'm going to be in an elevator one day and it's going to get stuck and I'm going to think, oh, no. This is the end of the world. I'll start making out with somebody next to me, and then the elevator will start moving again, and I'll be like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> That's like Sarah Silverman's joke that I've always loved, which is, which I'm sure I'm gonna ruin. Botch. Botch is if you're in an elevator. What just happened? Mm-mm. What What just happened, <laughs> Cheryl? What just happened, Cheryl? Look at me. Well, I took a sip of water, and then you said botched, like so. And then did you spit it out? Really? Well, I couldn't swallow it because you then you asked me what just happened, and I couldn't get it down. I said it so angrily. Yeah, you were like botched. Not to name drop again, but when I was in a scene with Ashton Kutcher, wee wee wee, he kept laughing because he couldn't believe the look of disdain that I stared at him with in our scene. And that would make him laugh. It's like, why are you so mad at me in this scene? It's like, it's my only range. Um, but uh, Okay, Sarah Silverman oh, right. and Sarah elevator. has a joke about something about being in an elevator and then it gets stuck. Okay. And it stops. Yeah. And she said that she goes immediately into negative thinking that she's going to, no way she's going to get out of there anytime soon. So she's like, all right, I'm just going to designate this back corner to the bathroom. And then just immediately (laughs) goes number two, put down your forks in the back corner of the elevator. And then a second later, it starts moving again. that that's the first thing that she has to do yeah mm-hmm. number two this is g-rated you really no because some people well, no, are we listen- know that our listeners are eating no yeah. oh we're eating no but some some listen with their teenagers oh yes hello teenagers it's <laughs> teenagers. number two <laughs> um would you like to listen to some true fan mail before we go yes please Okay, Kathy writes. Hey, Hey, Kathy. Kathy, Hey. We did it. We kind of did it. I am a loyal snarkful. (laughs) Not not sure how to spell that. And want to tell you that you have sincerely helped me. I have always felt like I had to have an answer for every question asked of me. When my 35-year-old son was 13, he told me, Mom, you have an answer for everything. It's stressful to feel like you have to have an answer. I've done some work on knowing that it's okay to say I don't know. 
However, last night when my husband asked me some ran- random question and, I, and expected an answer, and I said, there's no way to know. <laughs> <laughs> he, he asked me again and again calmly, and I said, there's no way to know. <laughs> it was so freeing. Thank you. <laughs> I'm using that one from now on. And thanks for all the Monday morning laughs. Oh, Kathy in Alabama. Oh, Oh, Kathy Kathy in Alabama. (laughs) Now, before we move on from there, Cheryl, I'm noticing behind you, there is a book that is simply titled Bird. This bird? Oh, this bird. Bird. Yeah, it's just bird. Bird. Oh, there's a picture of a peacock. I don't know why it's there. Is that a peacock? Oh. It looks like a peacock head. <laughs> I guess it's just bird. Okay, go ahead. What's the next Don't one? Don't worry about it. We're just going to call it bird. I like that it's not even birds. That's what I'm saying. It's the first book ever written by cavemen, and it's just called bird. I mean, it's more than one bird is involved in that book. Okay, listen. Ted H. writes. Hey, Ted Hey, H. Ted. Hey. Hey, Tig. Hey. Hey, Cheryl. Hey. Love your podcast. Oh, that's Thank a nice you. way to start. That was hilarious when Tig's son asked if she <laughs> if she was a boy or a girl. <laughs> my husband and I typically listen to y'all while we're in the car. We laughed so hard. In my prior life, I'm gay and tried to marry the gay away. No judgment. I have two sons and a wonderful grandson as a result. When my oldest son was five-ish, he asked his mother if she was a boy or a girl. She said, well, boys have a penis like you and girls don't he thought for a couple of seconds trying to process then he said just like it was a matter of fact okay girls just have a butt lol (laughs) (laughs) all right (laughs) well okay yes yes i will say yeah i will say yes that's funny that is funny okay well girls just have a butt do both of your boys know that you're not a man? Oh, have I told them yet? Yeah. Did you tell the other one that didn't ask? Um. Well, no reason to bring it up to him. Hey, um, <laughs> do you, <laughs> what do you think? You think I'm a boy or girl? If you had to guess what if mom had to is. Guess what, what I was, would you say boy or girl? Check yes or no. I didn't go hunt my other child down and ask him because, you know, they share everything at school. Isn't that terrifying? It is. And it was funny because the day after I was asked in my own home where I had been raising them for five years was asked if I was a boy or girl. The very next morning we were dropping them off at school. And when we were walking up to the door, one of their friends was pulling up in his car with his parents and his window was down and they, our kids and that kid were talking, you know, from the sidewalk to the, to the curb. And then his friend goes, who is that about me? (laughs) Because I'm touring all the time. I wasn't or not oh, I've had not, been in you're not the war. usual yeah not the like, usual. I wasn't the regular and um, don't you love kids they're so direct and I kind of stopped myself in a moment because <laughs> I was like do I say I'm his mother because what if this kid is like mother look at yourself <laughs> you know what I mean <laughs> 
What did you say? I was like, oh, I'm his roommate. I always tell everyone oh. that I'm the roommate or I tell, I call, you know, Max and Finn our roommates. And That's um, cute. Yeah. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. And then today, what, a couple of weeks later, when we were leaving school, that same kid, so casually and so used to me now because I'm back in town from working in New Orleans, when I walked by him, he goes, he said, bye, Tig. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Stephanie and I laughed so hard. Like, and his dad was like, he's real casual. And we were like... <laughs> It went from who's that? To, Bye, Tig. Like, oh, that's my friend Tig. Yeah. <laughs> well, look, you guys, we love reading your messages, your comments, your reviews, and keep letting us know what you think about the docs. Leave us a review. I really do. I love. I just love reading. I love reading what our listeners write. It mm-hmm. always makes me laugh. Yeah. Or it's sweet. Yeah. I don't think there's a weird one in the bunch. There doesn't seem to be, and that. It's got to be weird. That's weird. If you're weird, show it. If you're weird, then you're not a snorkel. Well, I mean, I think that's it because we're weird. Mm-hmm. And what, you th- you feel like they're tuning in for the freak show? No, because they're like, oh, you know, water seeks its own level. Is that what they say? <laughs> Let's just end on that note. <laughs> Oh, well, you probably need to get back to reading Bird. (laughs) Get back to Bird. (laughs) Oh, um, you know, I do want to remind people to get tickets for my tour. Mm. Okay. Tignotaro.com. I'm coming for you, Pittsburgh. You're the first city. Get your tickets now. It's a great, great holiday idea for gifts. Yeah. Tickets for yourself or your loved ones. Yeah. Oh, and Star Trek Discovery is is out again still. Okay. Well, so is Curb Your Enthusiasm. Oh, well. Is on uh, HBO and HBO Max. And also, you know, if you do want to watch something with your family, we're going to start airing I Can See Your Voice, which is a crazy, (laughs) crazy fun show. So there's that. Great. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Well, Cheryl, should we do it again? Yes, let's do it again. Tig and Cheryl True Story is hosted by me, Cheryl Hines, and Tig Notaro. It's produced by Gabby Kovacic and Thomas Willett. Audio engineered and edited by Thomas Willett with music by David Susson. Special thanks to Patrick McDonald and Stephanie Allen. Follow us on social media for updates and review and rate True Story on Apple Podcasts. We really appreciate it. You can email us at Tig and Cheryl True Story at gmail.com. That was a headgum podcast. <laughs>